Hey everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 734. I'm your weight loss coach, your health strategist, a published author, helping take you from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. Now I've had a great day today so far. I had a very early morning start and then I interviewed JT on the Mental Toughness and Body Show. If you want to have a listen to that, you need to go to the mental toughness and body show.com and you can sign up for uh, for the um, the show there as well as a bunch of whole other uh, podcasts and all of JT's content as well absolutely amazing amazing content he's got like 51 different courses in there um, anything from uh, helping grow your business to grow your mindset improving your health as well um, and uh, a series of other experts to help you with uh, real estate, uh, money, um, you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, they're talking about that as well. Uh, a whole range of different, really interesting topics. So it's not just my show in there, but um, there's a whole bunch of other content in there as well. Very small investment each month if you want to uh, listen to my show and the interview with JT. That's the only way you're going to get it. And uh, it was really good. It was, it was really cool to spend like 15 minutes with uh, JT interviewing him. And it just goes to show you the most successful people in the world have bad days. And he said today was a bad day. He just had a bad day. Um, but it was a good day for me in terms of being able to connect with him, talk to him. And uh, yeah, just reflecting on what success looks like to successful people. It's really powerful. So go grab it, have a listen to it. Today, I want to talk about a couple of things. So I'm actually, I was holding out on recording this, but the day's getting away because I wanted to find out what is the latest in terms of COVID-19 for our state here. Um, we're kind of being treated like a, a leper state at the moment. The other states in Australia are saying, under no circumstances are Victorians welcome uh, in their state. They close the borders. Uh, they're putting in penalties. If the people, like if I went interstate to Queensland, for instance, they were the latest ones to announce uh, the restrictions. Uh, then I would have to self-quarantine, paid at my expense in a motel for two weeks. Uh, so imagine how much that would cost. Um, so obviously no one's going to do that unless somebody else is going to pay the cost for them. I certainly can't afford to be taking out two weeks away from what it is that I do. Uh, so, um, yeah, we've had another, I think it's, don't quote me, I think it's 65 cases today uh, that have come out in Victoria that I was expecting to get testing kits here yesterday and they haven't come today either, well, not yet anyway, uh, for us to, to do testing. Uh, within a kilometre from here, there's a, a huge car park set up with the testing facility there. When I went out, I had to go down to the shop before, uh, just quickly, because I'm trying to stay away from everybody. I noticed that the, um, like there were dozens and dozens of cars there, uh, just queued up, because it's one of those drive-through type testing things, so you stay in your car, and there's just cars everywhere, uh, crazy. So lots of people are getting tested. Luckily, our suburb, Packham here, has not been, it's one of the 10 hotspot suburbs, but where most of the cases seem to be coming out, they're talking about on the media, at least, 
uh, the other side of town and in the city. Uh, so that's a good thing. But I'm sure there are other cases here. I'm sure there are. So I had a client yesterday, a client um, say to me that they were due to come in yesterday and they said, oh, look, I've got a cold. Is it okay if I still come in? I say, really, which part of the message of everything that's going on right now do you not understand that if you have any symptoms at all, do not go anywhere? And they said that the instruction that they were given, I, I don't know how accurate this is, but they said the instruction that they were given was don't worry about self-isolating until you get the result. How stupid is that? I would have thought a better instruction would be self-isolate until you get the result. If the result's positive, stay isolating for 14 days. If it's not, then go out. I mean, that just defies belief. Otherwise, you're just going to, you know, you go and get tested, you have it, you're running around everywhere, giving it to everyone else, and then you say, oh yeah, I better self-quarantine now. In the meantime, you've given it to 40 people. Uh, I don't understand that, but anyway. Uh, so I uh, haven't heard just yet. We have just surpassed 500 million worldwide. Uh, yeah, is that right? 500 million people worldwide? No, hang on. I don't know that I've got that right. The 500 million? Hang on. I think I've got that number wrong. Let me just check while I've got the data in front of me. I read it earlier. Let me just open it here. I read it. Yeah, 500,000. Did I say 500 million? Jeez. Um, the global death toll from coronavirus has passed 500,000. I, I think I did see that there's 10 million people that have got the virus worldwide. It's getting bigger each day. The World Health Organization, who have been very quiet, well, certainly in the way that it's reported here in our country, uh, now they're starting to show more snippets of it where um, uh, the, um, what's his name, the main doctor there, the head of it, the director, uh, Tedros, Dr. Tedros, something or other, um, he said that uh, it's only about to get worse. So he's saying even though some countries are making uh, some progress, the worst is still to come. And which is a scary prospect. And I know some of the other states in Australia here are very concerned about uh, how much we have here. Uh, but um, some states have got a zero, like Northern Territory, they have zero cases at all. Perth, I think they just had two, uh, but which are overseas travellers and they are in quarantine now. Um, I think one of the issues is that Melbourne has an enormous number of international travellers that come in. So I guess initially you don't know how much this was spread uh, with them uh, before they started to shut down people uh, more effectively. Um, it's, it's unclear. Um, but uh, what's happening now is obviously uh, not good, not good at all. Uh, some other interesting things that are happening in the news at the moment that I thought were interesting uh, the Facebook. So Facebook uh, shares have dropped mainly because you've got a couple of really big companies that are starting to boycott uh, what it is that um, Facebook are doing. And so all this, so they're boycotting their advertising. So you've got um, 
uh, places like Starbucks that ha are now joining um, Best Buy, Ford, Adidas and Unilever, so they're some of the big ones, that uh, said that they're not going to work with the, the, the tech giant being Facebook until meaningful action is taken to address min misinformation about hate speech. So um, they're taking a real stance and saying that they're not going to tolerate the, the hate speech that is published on Facebook. Uh, so what we're talking about is we're not talking about Mark Zuckerberg that's jumping on there and um, uh, you know making hate speech comments or anything like that. This is about uh, not filtering, not allowing people to get on there and talk about hateful things and Facebook do nothing about it. And they're saying, well, until these uh, you know, big companies are saying, well, until they do something about it, uh, we're going to withdraw our funding. So Microsoft was another one. I think I read something like $115 million was spent last year by Microsoft on ads and they've pulled it all. Um, Starbucks, um, here we go, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Honda, Hershey and Unilever, which owns the brands for Dove Soap and Lipton Tea, have also joined the boycott and said that the only platforms that they're going to advertise on are going to be YouTube now. Um, so that's, that's how, how to get to some of these big tech giants is to you hit them in their, their pocket, um, take out $119 million from their advertising spend, that's just one company, Imagine what uh, all of these big companies combined are going to do to it. Uh, so they're going to have to come out and do something, and then I guess these, um, these organisations may consider uh, coming back. So um, one of the other things, talking about the, the coronavirus, I mean, I'm talking about we have 65 here. The numbers in, in Florida, places like Florida, Arizona, Nevada, South Carolina, they're having huge, huge numbers of outbreaks every day. So I think for the last three days, Florida's been something like 7,000. That was 8,700. I think it's now up to 9,500 or something yesterday. Just huge numbers. And we've got 65. Um, and just massive, massive numbers. So they've got some real, real issues over there. Uh, the other interesting thing to read of what's going on in the, the US, and I'm talking about the US because it's, well, it's the, the most powerful country in the world. It's got the biggest economy. Uh, it's, um, you know, and really, really feeling it. Uh, looking at the, uh, some of the unemployment rates and what's going on over there is just, just crazy. The, so they're saying that uh, Nevada and Hispanic or Latino populations have been hit the hardest, 25.3%. Uh, and 17.6% respectively. And they're saying that the leisure and hospitality industry jobless rate rose to a staggering 35.9%. I mean, that is just crazy, crazy. I mean, when I was in LA last, uh, or the last couple of years, um, most of the, the hospitality workers, whether they're in, um, you know, like cafes, diners, restaurants, uh, housekeeping, motel staff, uh, whatever, um, most of them are seen to be Hispanic. So um, you take a lot of the tourists out of there. Even you look in the main strip of uh, like Anaheim. I mean, that's Disneyland. I, I don't know. I assume Disneyland's still closed. But you take millions of people 
uh, weekly out of there. I mean, you're, you're ripping the guts out of all the accommodation there, um, all the, the eating uh, facilities, all that kind of stuff. It's, um, it's, it's really, really tough. Uh, a couple of other interesting things as far as news goes. Um, this one, Under Armour. So Under Armour, the clothing brand, Under Armour. So they signed, uh, back in 2016, a 15-year contract with UCLA, which is the University of California, Los Angeles. And uh, it's a huge, huge uh, contract. It's $280 million uh, to be delivered over a uh, 15-year period. And so what that means is that, so this is all the, the college sports so we, we don't have it here in Australia, but it's a massive over there in the, the US. You've got um, the, the NFL type football, you've got basketball, you've got gymnastics, you've got um, tennis, uh, you know, a whole range of different things. And like UCLA is like, you know, one of the, uh, the most famous uh, univer- part of my universities. So their teams are widely, widely sought after. And so uh, Under Armour uh, have their, uh, their brand associated with all of these teams. Now, because they've been hit so badly with COVID, I read uh, somewhere that it said um, their sales have dropped by, yeah, they're down uh, 54% compared to the same time last year. And so... They're saying UCLA Athletics is already up against uh, almost 19 million budget deficit uh, reported in January. Due, that, well, that was before the pandemic uh, started. So, um, and obviously they've had to cancel sporting events. Um, so, like, imagine having your sales cut by 54%. So, if you haven't got these teams out playing, then people aren't seeing the brand. And if they find, well, Remember back in the days of Michael Jordan, even Roger Federer, but Michael Jordan was probably the bigger impact. Michael Jordan, Nike Air, anything to do with Nike, Michael Jordan was on all the Nike ads. Nike loved him because even though they paid him uh, like ten, hundreds of millions of dollars, he bought in you know, tenfold in sales around the globe because he attached his name to it. So you've got all these UCLA teams that are, aren't out there displaying the, uh, the, the brand of Under Armour, then people aren't buying it. So obviously that's taken a massive, massive hit for them. Um, so it's, it's interesting how all of this stuff impacts. Now, in closing, what I will say is uh, one of the things that I heard uh, the, la- the last two days... And just looking around the globe, and particularly Australia, America, I don't hear much about what um, Putin's doing in Russia. Uh, obviously, here's some, all the negative stuff that the, um, the president in uh, Brazil is doing or not doing in terms of you know, believing that uh, coronavirus is not a real thing and you know, like hundreds of thousands of people are uh, falling ill and oh, it's millions, I think, there now and dying. It's uh, like it's a terrible rate. Um, just listening to leadership styles. Now, uh, from my perspective as to, to what I'm seeing, I'm just going out on a limb here, and this isn't about being political and saying, uh, you know, I'm for one side or another. 
uh, this is more about how you observe leadership styles. And I would have thought that based on Scott Morrison, who's the Australian Prime Minister, for those of you that are listening overseas, the way that he has handled with his team the whole coronavirus pandemic and the way that he's communicated to the media and to the public, he's done a very good job at, I think, securing his prime ministership for another term because he's handled it very, very well. I would say the same for Daniel Andrews, who's the Premier of Victoria, handled it very, very well with the team, uh, even though things are getting out of control now. Uh, the way that they have responded so quickly, uh, and it just makes you appreciate how, uh, how well they've been able to mobilise so many hundreds of people around the city in 10, 10 hotspot areas, having like a thousand people door knock people, house to house, asking about testing, getting them to be tested, setting up these testing stations. And if you just think about like one uh, testing station and everything that's involved, I mean, they've got these big tents where the cars drive through. They've got uh, obviously all the, the tables, the chairs, the um, personal protective equipment. Uh, you've got uh, technology that needs to be there. You need to have food there. You need to have toilet facilities there for the staff. Um, you need to have security guards, you need to have marshalling areas, you need to have um, you know, infrastructure where they are like witches' hats and all that kind of stuff. And you do that in more than 10 locations around uh, Victoria within pretty much a day or so, not to mention the signage, like the, you know, the electronic flashing signs that they have on the sides of the roads and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a massive, massive logistical um, planning exercise that they've been able to mobilise in a matter of a few days. And I think that's very impressive. And so I think they've handled it well. On the flip side, when you look at the, the uh, opposition leaders, uh, whether it's state or federal, they really haven't come out very strong from this. So if I, you look at Scott Morrison, so he really copped a caning through the bushfires that happened in January because he was on holidays and he didn't come back. He was over in Hawaii and he didn't come back straight away. And that was really frowned upon by everybody, like the, a lot of the country that was really on fire and really struggling. I thought their leader needed to be here. He should have left straight away and come back home. And he didn't. He left it a few days before he came back. Uh, now, all the work he's done now, I think has certainly repaired all that and helped him. Now let's go over to America. I think, again, not being political about it, but I think um, Donald Trump, in the way that he has uh, communicated everything about coronavirus, has really, really put a lot of people off. And then you've had the Black Lives Matters uh, issue over there as well. And I just don't think he is coming out of it well, the way that he's communicating his messages, so I think he's losing his presidency because of how all this has been handled. It's not coming out well at all. But if you took this virus out of it, I would have said that, yeah, he'll get re-elected because of what's happening to the economy and how he's been able to help it grow. And even though there's a lot of people that say he's racist and all this kind of stuff, uh, the economy has still been doing better than it has before. He's tackled issues that no one's ever wanted to tackle before. And um, because he's come at it from a business perspective 
as opposed to a political one. So he's making sure that all these matters are, get, are getting addressed as if he was running it like a business. And in my view, that I mean, that's how you want to run a country, isn't it? You want a top businessman running the country so that fiscally the country is running really well. Uh, unfortunately, I think because of this, uh, Joe Biden is probably, unless there's a, a dramatic turnaround somewhere, is most likely going to get in as being the, um, the next president. But, um, you yeah, know, a lot can happen between now and uh, when they, they actually go to the, the polls. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? So we battle on. One thing is for sure, this coronavirus thing is here to stay. And it may be a case of, do you know what? The whole globe's gonna get it. And maybe we just deal with it then. Um, they certainly try to stamp it out with the volume of people that are coming up, uh, certainly in my state here, every single day. It makes you think, wow, it's everywhere. And was it everywhere before? And we just didn't know because it wasn't tested. And now because we're testing so many hundreds of thousands of people a week, then that's what's you know, bringing it to the surface. Because yes, there could be another 65 people that have it, but they're all fine. We don't know. There's a, a, been a big spike, and this is what's happening in Florida as well, a big spike in people that are less than 30 that are getting uh, the disease. And that seems to be, certainly in Florida, coming about by uh, the lack of social distancing and everything in the pubs and clubs scene, and uh, you know, the people are just getting out. And they're not really worried about it because it's like, oh, we'll be okay. If we get it, yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, but it's the elderly that... Of the, of the concern. So we just got to be careful, keep on being careful. I'm waiting today to see whether they make an announcement about are they going to shut down gyms again? What are the restrictions going to be? So probably by tomorrow I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about whether we are going to be shut down as a suburb and what that actually means because they're worried that if they shut down the suburb they'll, they'll probably say, so from midnight tonight for instance they might say uh, Pakenham is going to be shut down, you can't travel outside of Pakenham. So what's that going to mean? Right up to midnight, you're going to have a mass exodus from Pakenham with people going to live with relatives or whatever that are the next suburb over or two suburbs over or something like that so that they can get around being locked down. So the government's aware of that and um, they're not really sure how they're going to... Um, contain everybody and how, what that's going to look like. So we'll see. Time will tell. Look, you have a great day. You take care wherever you are. Please take care. And I'll see you tomorrow.